Welcome to the Ordinary Investors Podcast with your hosts, Sean and Leah Baker. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ordinary Investors Podcast. We are honored today to have Gary Hibbert with us. Gary is a real estate broker and brokerage owner. He is the host of uh, Real Talk with Gary podcast, and he's also an investor. Gary, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, listen, thank you guys for having me here. Um, I, I appreciate the, um, the invite, and, I, and I'm looking forward to having this conversation with both of you and sharing this with your, with your followers. And I love what you guys are doing. I've been following you guys on Instagram. I think you guys are doing some great things, and I think it's about sharing ideas and information uh, to, to help uh, you know, beginning investors you know, make that decision to get in because it, it can be scary in the beginning. So uh, why don't you take us back to the beginning of your journey and uh, share a little bit about uh, what got you into investing and yep. uh, uh, kind of where that journey began? Yeah, so that journey for me began back in around 2008. Um, and, and the reason why I got into real estate investing was because of what happened when the U.S. had their... Um, uh, issues with their uh, their financial crisis that they had and the real estate uh, market taking that big hit. And if you remember, the U.S. took the hit, but Canada kind of did this little sideways thing that, that happened with their real estate market. But I don't think what people may not remember, and, and maybe people that were in my situation do, was that we were bracing for it. And while bracing for it, a lot of these companies started letting people go. And so I remember working at TD Bank and going in, kind of minding my own business. Uh, and uh, one of my coworkers got called into the office. And when he came out, I could see the look on, uh, on their face. And I was like, oh, my God, they just got let go. And so the whole day, sitting at my cubicle and seeing my coworkers get called into the office, um, it was scary. It was scary because I didn't feel like I was going to survive that day. And I just bought a house. I got two young kids and I'm like, I need this job. And at the end of the day, the manager comes out and he goes, okay, whoever's left, you guys are all safe. And I remember just driving home that day and it felt like I didn't have control of my life. And I said, never again do I want anybody to ever be in control of my financial freedom or future. And I didn't know what to do, but I knew that I didn't have control of my life. And so I tried a couple of different things, got into the stock market, got into Forex trading, got into commodities, started buying wheat and oil and soybeans and all that crazy stuff and uh, put myself into some additional debt. And this is where my whole entire life changed was going into my financial advisor's office that day and showing her all the debt that I had. And she goes, Gary, you obviously do not know how to control debt. You don't know how to deal with your credit cards and home equity lines of credit and lines of credit. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm like, just get rid of them all. I want nothing to do with this stuff. I'm buying everything cash going forward. I'm going old school. And uh, when she left, and I remember looking up at the index chart. I don't know if you ever guys have seen the index. I should actually have a picture of my office. I should put that in there because it's an important part of my story. And, and I think more important today with what's happening in, in the world was that I saw what the stock markets were doing. I saw what um, interest rates were doing. I saw like it had this 50 year chart 
And, and I zoomed in on what inflation was doing. And what inflation was doing was anywhere from 2 to 3% to as high as maybe 17, 18% over this 50-year window. And if you average it out, maybe inflation would be, say, 4 to 5% each year. And I did this quick calculation based on the income that I was making and the raise that I got the previous year. And it worked out to like 1.3 or 1.4%. And I was like, ah, I get it. I cannot pace inflation by having a job. That was the best realization I ever had in my life. And at the time too, I mean, inflation was only two or 3%, but I knew enough I could not pace it by having a job. Now we look at today and what's inflation doing? Supposedly it's doing what, 6% or 7%? Um, we, we don't have to do a full deep dive in that, but I can tell you it's doing more than that. I can, and, and, I, and if you take a look at the basket of goods and CPI and what they used back in the 80s to, compared to what they're using today, it's way higher. And so you cannot get ahead by just having a job, right? And so the one thing that bailed me out in 2008 was my house. And I was like, what if I have just one more? Not two, just one. How could that change my life? And, and that took me down the path to real estate investing because it was about, I think, owning assets, hard assets, something tangible, something that I can feel and see and touch. Wow, that was so powerful to share that about um, the inflation because it's so relevant today, right? With what's going on in the current landscape of things. So thank you for sharing that. Wow. Um, hopefully our listeners will hear that and that'll help them make that leap and that plunge as well. So thank you. Um, I just wanted to say, if so when you started um, buying in real estate, what were you buying? Like, what were you looking for? And what was that first purchase for you? I was just looking for a house. It didn't even matter <laughs> at that particular time. I'm like, I just need a property. And so I started telling my friends and I started telling my family what I, what I was trying to do. Um, and then a friend of mine said, Hey, listen, you know, my, my dad's going through this, uh, this divorce right now, a little bit nasty, but he wants to stay in the home. Do you want to buy this property? I was like, yeah, let's do this. I had no clue on where to go to get qualified or what, like, I just didn't understand anything about it, but I'm like, I want to do it. And, and so just, just having that, that, um, that desire and knowing that this is the path that I had to go down. Um, I, I reached out to the bank, I, I figured it out and, um, and, and I didn't have any money because remember too, I got rid of all my lines of credit and my home equity line of credit. I didn't say, I didn't read Robert Kiyosaki back then. I didn't know anything about all that stuff. Um, and what ended up happening was I ended up doing a joint venture with, with my friend that came to me, um, to help his father out. And so it was like literally a piece of paper. And I wrote down the agreement of how we were going to forge and put this joint venture agreement together. Uh, and he signed it and I signed it. And that was my first joint venture agreement and partnership. But that then opened up my eyes to realize that I don't have to have all the money um, and you don't have to do this all by yourself. That was another huge game changer for me to realize that, uh, you know, you don't have to do this on your own. And it was a, it was a shared risk, but it was also a shared reward. Uh, you know, and there's a saying in real estate where, you know, it's better to have half a watermelon than a whole grape. And that was my first half of a watermelon. 
right? And and that's how I got into it. It was a property in in Oshawa. Uh, we bought that for like two hundred thousand, um, and uh, and uh, that that really kind of started that journey for me. That's amazing. Uh, and and so after that beginning of the journey, where you know you you came to the realization that hey, together everyone can achieve more. And we get yeah. together with joint ventures. What did the rest of the path look like uh, for the next few years? Or? So the next property I bought was, a, I think it was around 2009. I did that with my, with my brother-in-law. And it was in Toronto. And we bought this, oh my gosh, detached home for like 245 or something like that. So, so ridiculous. I know it's like 245. And, uh, and so anyways, now, now I think I'm an expert. I'm like, oh, this real estate investing game is easy. And so we, uh, we ended up um, getting some tenants for the property. The tenant that I put into the basement, um, I just put like an ad out there. What was it back then? Oh, it was, it was Craigslist. So I put an ad out on Craigslist and uh, the tenant shows up. And he's like, yeah, I'll take it. I think it was like I was renting out for like maybe seven or eight hundred dollars. Right? When I kind of actually started, like, I haven't shared the story in a while now. When I started talking about the numbers, it's so crazy. But I didn't get, I didn't do a lease agreement. I just put him in. He gave me cash in my hand. I'm like, beautiful. And, uh, and I'm like, man, this, this real estate investing game is so simple. And what I realized at that point in time was that I really didn't know what I was doing. And so anytime I had to collect rent, um, he would only give me a portion of it because he's like, yeah, but look at the work that I did. Come on in, check this out. Look at what I did this week. Look at what I did this month. And so throughout that whole entire process, and that I remember one month uh, after about a year of having that property, we, we, we were paying for all the utilities and the water bill came in. I think it was like 900 or or $1,000 or something like that. It was pretty wow. expensive. And, uh, and what had ended up happening was there was a, a not even a slow drip. There was like a, a, a gush of water coming out of one of the taps in the upper unit. And, you know, because they're not paying for it, they really didn't care. And that was enough for me. And I sold that property and, um, I think we kind of broke even. And I realized now this real estate investing game is not easy. And everybody at TD Bank and all my friends were telling me this. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I don't think I should continue doing this. And I was kind of going down that path of how difficult it can be. And, uh, and then I started looking and doing a search online and I came across rent to own. And I'm like, man, this is an interesting concept where you, you put a family into the property. They have this vested interest in, into buying it. Um, and then in 2010, <laughs> my wife and I started a, a real estate education company. Okay. <laughs> think about it. I only had like two or three properties. I think I had three properties. I, I'm going to teach people how to invest in real estate now, but here's, I think what was really important that time was that it wasn't so much that we were just only going to educate people from what we knew. We were like, Hey, let's bring in guest speakers. Let's bring in experts in the field to, to share what we're, what we're doing, and um, and and sh and also be transparent and share our story and our journey. And this is when I started doing newsletters and being completely transparent. I, and I would send out a newsletter every single week, sharing my story. Of here's the offers I'm putting in. Here are the mistakes that I'm doing. This is the property that I just purchased. I just did another joint venture. And by 2014, by sharing that journey every single week, it allowed me to one write a book on on rent to own to acquire 
you know, over, uh, I think at that time it was like 15 or 16 properties. And then, and it also allowed me to quit my full-time job just by doing and, 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 and spending more time in my after or my evenings to work on this business and not just rely on my nine to five job. You know, if you, if you rely on your nine to five job, that just allows you to survive. But really where you create your wealth is, is in the after hours. That's, that's what I did. Yes. Amazing. I think we can definitely resonate and uh, empathize with that. We, uh, we worked hard at nights on weekends, right? During the time. And we sacrificed that time in the beginning, like many of us have. And I think that's such an important point for anybody that's listening to hear that. Like when we get started, that's usually how it goes, right? You're sacrificing that time for that time that you're going to get back in the end, right? Yeah. And and, and I think, you know, the, 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 the thing is that this is that people think that you know, they see, and especially now in today's world, like social media, and it, and it, it looks so easy, or it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, uh, he's an overnight success, or, and, and it's not, it's hard work. It's, you know, people were talking about, you know, like Netflix and all these shows that they were watching, and I had no clue, you know, I, because I didn't have time, me and my wife didn't have time to be watching all those shows in the beginning, we were up until one o'clock like literally one, two, three o'clock in the morning and then getting up at six and going to work and doing that for four or five years, you know, but it was, it was, we were escape. We were planning our escape out of the nine to five world and packing our parachute and then jumping. And then, yes. and when you jump, you will, you will, it won't open right away. I think that's the other thing as well, too, is that it does not open right away. It takes time. But eventually, if you pack it right, it will open. That's well said. And, and I love the fact that um, uh, your path to uh, starting to, to scale that was by adding value and yes. teaching others and yeah. helping them uh, pave the path for their financial freedom as well, right? So um, that old, uh, you know, the, the saying from Zig Ziglar, you can help, you get everywhere, get anything you want in life is if you help enough people get to where they want. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. Zig, Zig Ziglar was a like huge that. part of my journey. Yeah. 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 100%. You know, you know, what he's, there was another one he said too, you know, I am, you know, money isn't everything, but I rank it as high as oxygen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> important. Yeah. It's it important. Is important. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, after uh, getting into that path, what was next inside your journey? So then at that point in time, we then realized like I liked rent to own. I thought it was a great strategy and and it was great helping these families get into home ownership. But I also then realized that we were losing these homes, which was an important part of building wealth. So I was getting the cash flow that allowed me to replace some of the income that uh, that I had from from my job, but I then realized, okay, hold on a second, I got to start keeping some of these properties, and then we started getting back into the buy and hold. Um, the single families were starting to get a little bit more difficult, and so this is where we started getting the two unit conversions, burring properties, um, and um, and then really educating the investors that were following us on here is here is how we're doing it. And, and you should also take a look at long-term holds as well, too. 
Um, and then in 20, I think it was late 2016, 2017, I then started my podcast because I felt and thought I knew enough about real estate investments that I could start teaching people. And what I realized, I would say last year was that, nah, I, I still don't know enough. And that podcast has taught me way more than I've taught people. Um, it's been probably one of the best things that I've ever done by, by starting a podcast and sitting down with some of the best experts, real estate investors, um, entrepreneurs, people who have uh, an incredible mindset, people that have made tremendous mistakes um, in, in chasing things that they thought were important and sharing that story with me to then share it with the audience, the people that were following me to then really taking a look at life and realizing that this is a journey, not a destination. And, uh, and, and, and so as I sit here and speak with you guys, I, I still continue to evolve. And, and I love doing these podcasts because it allows me to be able to think on my feet and share real time thoughts of what's happening, whether it be in my journey, in the marketplace, and to be completely vulnerable. And, and I think that's what this is all about, right? And that knowing that, yes, I have success, but I also still continue to make mistakes. Yeah. I love that. So what is next on the horizon for you in terms of investing? Is there certain things that you're starting to go down that are different from what you've done before? Tell us a bit about that. Yeah. So then after the podcast, what ended up happening was then I, I joined forces with a brokerage. Um, they wanted me to join them as a realtor. Uh, and, and I ended up becoming uh, a co-owner. Um, and, uh, you know, the interesting thing is that you never know sometimes where things are going to go. And these are things that I read on my whiteboard. And not that I said I was going to become a, a co-owner of this brokerage. But I did write down that I wanted a podcast studio. And so this brokerage gave me an opportunity to have a podcast studio. And so, you know, you, you sometimes you, you, you write these things down, you don't know where it's going to take you. And so that's what it allowed me to do to become a co-owner of this brokerage. Um, and, uh, and then the other thing as well, too, is we started looking at multifamily and, um, and it was something that made sense at the time when we were looking at it because we're like, well, how do we scale? How do we can continue to grow? Because we were watching all of our, our peers and how many doors they had and like 100 doors and 200 doors. And I'm like, OK, well, this is where we need to go. And I, and I remember sitting down with, uh, you know, Dave, uh, Dave Butler, who is the owner of Butler Mortgages. And I would say I call him a mentor of mine. And I told him this at a Christmas party. I'll never forget this. And he goes, yeah, that's one way of doing it. And I was like, well, what's the other way? And uh, what I realized and what uh, there, there are so many different strategies out there is that we then set us, instead of going down that multifamily space and buying so many doors because we weren't really, it didn't excite us. And I think that's what he realized when I was telling the story was that he's like, well, you have enough properties. How many more do you need? He's like, if you lend out, you know, a million dollars that can bring in 10 to 15,000. So then I was like, oh, there is other ways. And that creates more passive income, which then allows me to then say, well, what is it that I actually enjoy doing? And then I started going down the path of mentoring, going down the path of educating, going down the path of helping other people design a life that they want. 
And, and one of the things that I enjoy the most, and I'll share this, I think this is, a, is an important part of the journey, is if anybody who, who, who has followed me, I take July and August off and I take December and, um, and January off. And the reason why I do that is in the beginning, we knew that this, this journey was going to take a lot of time from us and from, and from us, from the kids. And so we said, why don't we create mini retirements? And the reason why we did that was because in our early 30s, my mom passed away. And three months later, my wife's mom passed away. And when you lose two queens in, in your family, you realize how important they are um, and that this time is not forever. And so when you realize that and, and have that taken away from you, that you also have to enjoy this journey and realize that it's not only just about working, but it's also about enjoying what you're creating as well. And so I share that and, and not only just on this podcast, but I share that in my stories. I share that in Instagram. I share that in Facebook. I share that because I want people to say, look, if you can create mini retirements, well, then you never have to worry about this day in the future of when you retire. Because I retire every year, twice a year. And I can tell you this, by the end of August, I can't drink anymore. I can't party anymore. <laughs> I can't vote anymore. I can't yes. drink anymore. <laughs> I am done. And then you realize that this is more about what is your passion? What is your goal? And, and what, what is it that you're, what you're, what you're trying to build? And what's your legacy? I love that. I love the mini retirements. And I, I think that uh, we, we've come up the mindset this year too, where uh, it, I don't know what I'd do if I retired, right? Like it, it, retirement, the history of it, they used to retire you because you hit a certain age where you were not really, of, you know, where you had a workable body anymore that you could be inside the factory slinging whatever you're doing. They would give you your package and uh, shove you on for the next worker to come in, right? So... Um, I think that, yeah. uh, the, the mindset around that, uh, to enjoy life now and enjoy your family while you're in your prime to be able to do that. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. I don't want to be doing, I don't want to be running around in a sea do. I mean, I, I probably will, but not at 75, I won't have the body that I have yes. right now. So <laughs> I want to do it now. I want to, I want to enjoy life, uh, throughout this, this, this incredible journey that we've been on. You know, and, and I can tell you this by, by the end of July, like I'm almost burnt out. I literally can't give any more because I, I give so much during this time. Uh, but I love it though. I love it because then when I stop, I'm like, because oh, I have feel, I feel like I have something to work towards. And, and then when the partying starts and, you know, we, and the other thing as well too, so sorry, to, and to answer the rest of the question too, what's next is now we've, we've created the financial freedom and, and, and the time freedom. And, and now we're working towards a geographical freedom. And so we've recently purchased a property down in, in Mexico in Playa de Carmen. We did that last year. And, and now we're doing property tours down there. We're showing, we just came back last week from a property tour in Mexico and sharing what we've purchased down there and why we partic particularly picked that location. Um, and, uh, and, and building a business that allows us to work down there when we decide to and if we want to. And, and, and that's, the, that's what we're working towards right now. And we enjoy it. 
That's so awesome. That's what I was going to say too about the retirement thing is that I think we're all chasing that financial freedom, that freedom of choice to be wherever we want to be in the world and not just, you know, stuck here at this one particular location. It's freedom of choice, choice to work or not to work, choice to be, you know, in Mexico or in Ontario, wherever you want to be. So yeah, that's amazing what you guys are setting up. Thank you. Thank you. And it's still a work in progress. You know, the, the, there's still things out there that that scare us. There's still things out there that we're unsure of. And, and especially now in this particular market, you know, with interest rates raising and the uncertainty of where things are going to go. It's, it's an uncertain time. Here's here's my advice is that, you know, um, still continue, like depending on where you are in your journey and your path. If you've if you've um, decided that you want to get into real estate investing, like don't wait to buy real estate. You know, there's there's deals out there, but you've got to go out there and you've got to find them. And sometimes not only just find them, but you've got to make them. Right. So figure out, you know, what it is that you want. One of the things that I, I, I share all the time is writing down 50 things that you want in your life. Write it down, figure it out, sit down with your spouse or your partner and write down, like just dream, dream of, you know, for whether it be something as small as paying off some credit cards to having a yacht or doing a world tour or whatever it is. And then um, putting those things that you can see right behind me on, on the whiteboard. And me and my wife, we fight every January of what we want to get accomplished because I've got certain things, she's got certain things, but then we come together and we're like, okay, cool. This is what we decide on. This is what we're going to focus on this year. Because when you do that, here's what's really important. That it allows you to say no, it allows you to say no to things that come into your life as opposed to just flowing down the river of life. Now you're designing it. When you can design it, then it's, it's, it's a better, better way to live because then now you can wake up with particular purpose and intention. Right. Because if you don't say no to certain things, there, there's people that will and not intentionally, but will waste your time, take time away from you. And so you have to be very careful with that. Right. Like I enjoy helping people. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying that you got to be careful because all of a sudden now you're like you're trying to do 10 or 15 or 20 different things. But and having the whiteboard gives you clarity. 100 percent. That's amazing advice. Yeah. Um, uh, I wanted to uh, mention, cause I was going to go there too. And, and I love that you went there with the, um, uh, I can remember back when I first ever heard you speak, it was at the right club and, uh, you're mm. on the panel. And I remember you sharing that, that aha moment of, I don't need to acquire hundreds and hundreds of doors. What if I was to be the bank and right. get that money out and the compound effect and, and allowing that to, to grow over time. And for that to be what supplements that income or, or it uh, helps you with uh, that being the income that I guess the, the power behind that and the business around real estate investing. So it's not just having to have that. There's many different ways that you can get into investing in real estate without actually having to hold the asset either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, you know, there's so many different strategies out there. And, you know, I think one of the best advice that I got in the beginning was pick a strategy and master it and master it for like, you know, at least three years before you move on to another one. And that's what I did. I, I, I mastered the rent to own. Then I went into the Burr and the conversion strategy. Then we went into private lending. Um, and then, um, and what's next after private lending, I guess was 
well, geographical, buying down in Mexico. We've learned a lot. Oh my God, we made so many mistakes buying a property in Mexico, you know? And uh, and we recently just got um, um, temporary residency there. So we had to go through that whole process and figuring that stuff out. So it's it's always about learning new things, right? And 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 uh, and we might maybe pick up one more down there. Like I, I really, really enjoy that process and I enjoy um, the stability that they currently have right now in their in their market because it's not easy to get a mortgage down there. You know, the interest rates are higher. And so you don't get those boom bust cycles that you have up here, say in the US or in Canada. Right. So it's a lot more stable. Awesome. Hey, if you were to give uh, any advice to somebody like given like if you stripped it back and given the knowledge that you have today, if you were to start all over again, where would you start? Where would I start? Um, I don't know if I would change the path and, and what I've learned over the years and the trajectory that I've had. But I will say this, though. Here's the advice that I would give people that are trying to get into the market today with social media, with the Internet, with the data, with the charts, with the news, with everything that's happening is just this bombardment with the banks failing with like this every think of everything that's happened over the last like three years it's so much information that it freezes you and so when i look back in the beginning when i first started um even back then there was information and data and things coming at you but the more that there is what it does is it handcuffs you and sometimes the smarter that you get the, the 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 more difficult it is to make that decision because you're like because you're trying to now predict where things are going don't overanalyze try to keep it simple and focus on properties that cash flow and if you can't find a property that doesn't cash flow then drive to you buy you know and when i look at my journey i started you know i i, I live in durham region and I started in Whitby, then I went to Oshawa, then I went to Curtis, then I went to Bowmanville, then I went to Peterborough, then I went to the Kawartha regions. And so I just kept driving until I bought. And the numbers have to make sense. But then you also have to understand there's a couple of different things. Vacancy rates, um, infrastructure changes, population growth, and job growth. And understand the fundamentals. And when you understand the fundamentals, it makes it so much easier. Um, and, and, and so that's what I did. And there's a saying, you know, they say, follow the shit, meaning where are they building? Where's the plumbing going? And try and stay ahead of the curve, right? Like when we bought in Bowmanville, um, Walmart was there. And people are like, why would you buy there? Well, because Walmart has a development uh, and research department. Gary Hibbert didn't. <laughs> so I'll follow where they're going. And that's what I did, right? Peterborough, 407 was coming across the top. Okay, boom, that's an artery. There's a good place to go. And obviously I did more research, you know, on top of that, but that's what you want to do. Look at the fundamentals. That's amazing advice. Yeah. Agreed. We're we're big advocates of um go where the money makes sense, right? Yeah. It might not be in your area. And especially here in Ontario, it's getting harder for people to qualify, to purchase. The numbers are are tough, right? So we're like, go, go somewhere else, go to Windsor, go to Chatham, go wherever you think um, the opportunity is going to be, right? Yeah. Listen, I was driving to Peterborough in like 2017. And those roads are quiet and lonely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people were like, you guys are crazy. Why would you guys go to Peterborough? Why would you take your investors there? You know, but we purchased there first personally. And we're like, oh, wow. 
there's a market here. This makes sense. Right. And then we reached out to the city. They're like, don't be scared to call the city. Don't be cared, scared to call people in the community and talk to them and ask them what's happening and, um, and, and, you know, do, do your research. Right. It's not a, don't make it a difficult game. It's not that difficult. And I think people overcomplicate things. Uh, right. Uh, you know, should I do the variable? Should I do fixed? Just do what allows you to sleep at night. You know, um, you know, for some of our properties, we, 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 we figured out what our red line was. And once interest rates hit a certain point last year, we just locked it in. And like, well, yeah, well, why would you do that? That's not a good strategy. Yeah, but that's our strategy. You pick your strategy, right? It's, there's, there's no right or wrong strategy. It's just what suits your lifestyle. And then say four or five years from now, then we'll take a look at some of these properties. And hey, look, there may be lots of equity in there and then we can do different things with it. But then it allows me to focus on other parts of my business. My real estate now, I can just put it in sleep mode. And I can focus on my private lending business. I can focus on my mentorship business. I can focus on growing the brokerage and open up other offices in different locations. And so that's what you want to do. And then and then I've strategically put very smart people in each of these businesses because I'm not that smart. I just hang out with smart people. That's what I do. <laughs> that's awesome. And um, uh, no, you're focusing on that. Who, who, not how to get there, put the right people in place. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Who, not how. <laughs> Yeah, what's it's, yeah? What is it? Who, who, not how? Who, not, yeah, how. Who not how? Right. Yeah. I haven't read that book, but it, it seems pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, right? <laughs> it, it's an amazing <laughs> book, and definitely uh, uh, one to to shift your mindset if you're in that where you got to be the who all the time, right? So right. Um, yeah, yeah. And I love and, and that's the, that's the hardest part when you're building businesses too is 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 hiring it out, bringing other people in. And, and having them do things that you think you can do better, but you have to as you continue to grow. You really do. And, and what you've got to do is figure out what your, what your value is and what your worth is. And then once you do, then you can focus and work in your genius. Yes. I, I, I liked uh, what you had said there too with uh, don't overcomplicate things. Uh, sometimes uh, people get uh, was it paralysis by analysis where yes. you're just analyzing it to death and then they never make a move and then the opportunity passes them by right yeah really can't predict yeah. the future right we have no crystal ball exactly could look at look at now look at the market now people are like scrambling and now you're seeing multiple offers again and man there was a phenomenal opportunity like the last like three four months it probably were just sitting there i think what people do though is like yeah but look at the price of the home yeah but just go out here's what i do i think this is another good advice too is that people look at these properties online and they see this price tag and it doesn't mean that that's what it's going to sell for especially over the last three or four months just go out look at the properties and, and what i do when i was more active as a realtor is I would just go out on a Saturday. I would pick a time with my client. Hey, does one o'clock work? Okay, we go look at some properties. We didn't see anything we like, no problem. How about next Wednesday at 6 p.m.? I didn't care what was in the market. I just said, these are the dates that we're going, whatever works with your schedule. And then you know what would happen is this. I would be driving, the agent would call me, said, look, you know what? We're gonna lower the price to like 40,000 or $50,000. Guess who gets the phone call? Gary Hibbert. And so you make deals by going out consistently and focusing on what you're trying to get. That's it. That's, that's how I've gotten most of my deals. And you know, another day, a great day to go out is on holidays. 
Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> going on a Monday or if it's a Easter or whatever, going on the holidays, man, I'm telling you, you pick up some phenomenal deals then. Great deals then. Yep. Yeah. Over Christmas, New yeah. Year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. So there's deals out there. You got to find them and you, then you got to make them. Yeah. Definitely opportunity uh, out there right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so look, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited it, it, with where we are right now in the marketplace. I know that is painful for some people out there right now, and I get it, but I think this will be a, a good learning experience for, for some investors that were maybe a little over aggressive. But, you know, those ones that come back again, I think will come back better and stronger, right? There's always you either you either succeed or you learn. Those are the two things that happen. But it's only if you don't get back up is when you fail, right? So for me, I'm excited to see where things go. I'm excited to see what I'm going to learn because I'm going to make some mistakes throughout this process. But man, it's like, what a, what a great time to be alive as opposed to, oh my God, this is so scary. And this is like, this is awesome. And, and I think if you look at it from the, that lens, then you will be able to add more tools to your tool belt yes because, yeah. because that investors Absolutely. or people who want to partner with you like man lee and sean went through that and bought properties during those times what was that like well here's what we did and this is what we did and did right you can now answer those questions to those people that want to that want to maybe get into it but are scared and and you and you survived this time no, for sure. That's, that's amazing. And yeah. uh, Gary, thanks so much for pouring into us today. If you can recommend any resources to uh, our listeners there, uh, what would you recommend to them? A book, podcast, anything like that? Well, I think you always want to go to Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I think that one's really, really good. Here's what changed my life. Uh, Jim Rohn. Man, I yes. listened to Jim Rohn every day um, for like years on repeat. And he would say something and I remember I would write it down on my phone and do it kind of in my own words. And it got to this point of where his voice was now always in my head because of how involved I was in his teaching. And it's timeless. It wasn't just for back then, it's for today. And to me, the mindset is more important than the technical skill sets, because that is what gets you through the difficult times is the mindset and just the belief. And, you know, again, like, I mean, I go look back at the, the property in Mexico. I didn't know where I was going to get the money from. A lot of my money's tied up, figured it out, right? Got the accountant, got my insurance and we sat down and, and worked through it all. That's, that's the mindset. That's the, like, this is what we want to do. And, and let's figure out how we're going to do this. And that's it. Yeah, that's we'll awesome. find a way. Yeah. Find a way, yeah. So so those are yeah. two, Robert Kiyosaki, Jim Rohn, and, um, and, and, and find some great Canadian podcasts out there. There's lots of them out there, you know? Um, because sometimes it's difficult trying to listen to the U.S. podcasts that are teaching you and, and you're trying to invest in Canada. You know, if you want the U.S. stuff and you're going to invest in the U.S., then, yeah, maybe listen to the U.S. podcast for sure. Not knocking them by any means, but just, you know, be aware that things are different in, in on, on each side of the border. Right. No, that's fantastic advice. And I mean, like, the, the world is your oyster right now with today's technology. I remember back, you know, 
when the internet first started and we didn't have this, you had to go get in proximity with people. Um, now you could be in proximity by learning from somebody else's podcast, from their YouTube videos, whatever happens to be. And uh, as you start to uh, listen to these resources that are out there, you figure out that it's the same circles and the same people that are that are sharing that message. So you get to hear that message over and over and over again from a few different people all inside that same investment space inside your area, right? So yeah. um, and, and get to know really uh, who, who you should be listening to, right? Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. And, and then one last thing I would say as well, too, is attend networking events, especially now that everything's kind of opened back up again. I'm telling you, man, the first time I did that and you feel there's an energy in those room and it's like, wow, this is, this, this is it. This is where I need to be. And, and, and if you do that, that'll change. I think that'll really change your life. You know, I've talked to a few people this week. Then there's like, hey, Gary, do you know any financial advisors that you can maybe send me over to? And I'm like, yeah, go attend some networking events. I've got one coming up and there's other ones out in Mississauga and Oakville and going. Th those will be your financial advisors. Right. And, and look, and not to knock a financial advisor, um, you know, in their position. But, you know, go and listen to people that are where you want to be. Yes, 100. Awesome. That's just your financial advisor. That's yeah. amazing. Um, Gary, if anybody wanted to get a hold of you, what's the best way that they could reach out? Yeah, the best way you can you can find me on social media. You know, uh, you can look on Instagram, Gary Hibbard or Facebook. Um, you can email me at Gary at smarthomechoice.ca. Um, just do a search on my name. You'll find me. I'm pretty easy. Yeah, my contact is all over the place. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate your uh, uh, vulnerability and opening up and uh, sharing with everybody. Oh, thank you guys very much for having me here. And, and thank you for doing what you guys are doing. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. I know I've done this for a very long time. It's a lot of work, but it's, it's rewarding. And, um, and, and what you're sharing and what you're doing is, um, is very important to help people and guide them through um, these, uh, these, these, what can be some difficult times, but also great opportunities as well too. And, and I'll finish it off with this. I think this is really important. Jim Rohn said this, right? He goes, uh, the next 2000 years will be like the previous 2000 years mixed with difficulties and opportunities. Yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. We hope that you enjoyed the show today and that we brought you some value. We'd love it if you give some feedback. Let us know what you think about the show and what you'd like to hear. And while you're at it, give us a follow so you don't miss out on any further episodes.